Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Tonight Night Podcast, episode number 168. How's Liverpool, Neil, today? Uh, it's been a weird working day today. Uh, just woke up with not much to do and then shit blew up at work. And so I think we're going to be letting somebody go, I think. It's just, shit, shit just nice. went downhill fast. I yeah. have, I have been miserable at work ever since I got back from vacation, which is not unusual. <laughs> but Okay, Tom Jones. Yeah. Yeah, he's not unusual. Boy, did you ever hear DOA's version of that? I have not. That would actually be interesting. Yeah, it's not that great. I actually love that song. I actually do love that song. Really? Yeah, I do. I'm not a big fan of the crooners. I've just got I've just got fond memories of hearing it when I was a kid, probably like five years old, when my mom was vacuuming or something. I just have you know you know how you can get like strange memories and something will attach themselves to it. And uh, Hmm. that that song's always done that to me. Just like also Dusty Springfield. is it Dusty Springfield? Priscilla Clark, Priscilla Clark, Downtown? Whoever did the original Downtown. Oh, Downtown, yeah, yeah. I know the song, but I don't know who sang it. Some old-timey person is probably dead. Yeah. Something like so, that. Anyway, yes. Anyway, yeah, weird day. Weird day for me at work. How about you? You know, busy, busy. Just just been, it's been a busy, hectic life, Neil, and... Uh, it seems like I'm just running around with like a chick with my head cut off. I like to think that it's going to, I always kind of look ahead, you know, it's like, Oh, like my son's going to graduate and we got to do his graduation party and all that. And after that, like first, first weekend of June after that, I think I should be able to slow down a little bit. Now what's the graduation party going to be like? Well, I just say that I just, no, we have a little, we do a pavilion at a little local park. Okay. We use for all the kids. As a matter of fact, my wife called me today and said, "This uh, I came home from work with forty-four pounds of pork butt in my trunk." <laughs> so not the first time you had forty-four pounds of butt in your trunk. Exactly. But this this was uh, this about half of what we need to feed these monsters. So. Wow, that sounds like an awful. Are you going to kill some rabbits too? <laughs> Just to add them into I the mix. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Yes. I didn't kill the pigs myself. I bought them at the store. So when is no, this? It's no less cruel. It's no less cruel, but I didn't have to see it. Yeah, no doubt. Well, so when is this? Is in June sometime? Yeah, first weekend of June. Okay. So you so think... you're buying the meat already? I don't. Yeah. Well, you have a big freezer or something? Well, I got a freezer. Oh, you yeah. do. Okay. I mean, not a big one, but it's big enough. How suburban? But I, uh, I, uh, well, listen, it's on sale, dude. Yeah, I guess. Got to buy when it's on. Got to buy when it's on sale. Yeah. Talking about hundred pounds of meat here. <laughs> So, so is it like the movie Suburbia? Uh, no, was it Suburbia? The one where all the yeah, the punks break into the guy's uh, garage Just to get into his freezer, beer. yeah, and steal, beer out of the steal all that shit out of his garage. I do not have, I do not have a fridge in my beer or a, a fridge in my beer. I do not have a fridge in my garage. I'm not like a big hangout work in the garage guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not really my thing. Yeah, I get that. I'm more of a outback kind of drink beer guy. Yeah, you're more of us hang out by the pool and drink beer. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's why that's why I don't I don't usually go on vacation very much during the summer. Like I usually go on vacation in the spring and the fall because I'm pretty content to sit in my little backyard oasis on the weekends. You know. Oh, I have to admit, the time I came up in the summer and actually I was able to take advantage of the pool, it was very nice back there. Yep. I ho- I'm sure. Uh, hopefully, you can come do it again this year. Yeah. We'll, uh, actually, things are you know it's funny things are seem to be getting back to <clears throat> back to pretty good. You know. I mean, we're going to talk about it here in a minute, but you know, I went to. Two shows in three days. Right, you did. <coughs> insane. Yeah. Um. There's actually there's a lot going on around here. A lot of lot, uh, there's a lot going on. Grabbers. Anyway, you know what? Let me let me let me start with a 
Let me start by saying you can get a hold of us, Punk Till I Die 77 at Gmail or the Punk Till I Die podcast group, which once again keeps growing a couple of people a week. Yeah, and we do, um, um, and, uh, just so people write us more email, we do actually respond. We'll, if you write us a good letter, we will definitely read it out on the even show. Though we sometimes, even though we sometimes forget. Uh, we, yeah, we do. But we will read it out on the show and we'll normally reply to you too. So it's not like we're big enough that we're just ignoring all the email and stuff we get. So yeah, send us email. Just send us, if you've been to a show, tell us what it was like, you know. Anything at all, really. Or if you bought a good new album you think we should uh, listen to and play some tracks on the show, let us know. And we will do that because I get tired every day of looking at the email and it's just spam from record labels and shit, right? Well, see, that's because we're so powerful. They want us to play their bands. I guess. We've discovered some that, good ones that way, though. That's true. They know that the Punk Tide Dad podcast is what can put these bands over the edge. Yes. Just ask the pivots. Over just the ask Ryan, Ryan and the pivots. Over the edge into mediocrity. Exactly. Exactly. I heard they're <laughs> going to be signed to Epitaph Records soon. There you go. Excellent stuff. With the Linda Lindas and that and the Muslims and all those other gimmick hires. Oh, Jesus they're gonna have to Christ. wear their they're gonna have to wear their mailman costumes while they play. <laughs> Actually maybe they don't like being called costumes. I'm sorry, they're you know, uniforms. Yes, uniforms. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm sure go. there's like uh, some fetishists that would like that if they're wearing those gray shorts with the stripe. I'm sure there is. There seems to be a fetish for pretty much everything, right? So That's true. Anything <laughs> sick, somebody likes it. Yes. Anyway, all right, listen, I'm going to play a song that pretty much sums up my state of being right now, and uh, it's a cover track. So a couple of years ago, the UK subs put out, I think it's actually like a two-volume thing, like they, like they were a couple months apart or a year apart, but there's two versions. They were called Subversions. Oh, I remember that, yeah. I mean, in fact, I think I saw that last weekend somewhere in a record store, yeah. Well, they're just okay. The records are just okay, but they, they, they had a couple of good songs on them, but this, I really did like this one, so... This is from the Subversions record that came out a few years ago. This is the UK subs covering the Diodes, who I don't know anything about the Diodes, if we're being honest. You know anything about the Diodes? It's a great name. Uh, I think they wrote a song that somebody else famous covered, too. Was that the... They're kind of mellow, because I listened to the original. It's definitely, they're definitely mellower. So this is, gives the Diodes track a little punch. So this is UK subs playing Tired of Waking Up Tired.
subs there with uh tired of what is it tired of waking up tired right that's what it was originally by tired the, of waking up tired of waking up tired yes originally by the diodes you say right yes i don't see. know anything about now let me see i thought you might yeah i, I the name rings a bell for sure and i think somebody this... else has, has covered one of their uh covered one of their songs i might be thinking of i might be thinking of something else completely though so it's a good name. The funny thing is those cover those cover albums just were all over the place. Like they covered like Bob Seger. Oh dear. So they do like a MC like an MC uh, five song or something, and it'd be okay. I mean it was it wasn't like amazing. And then they do like Train Kept a Rolling or Bob Seger like Get Out of Denver or something. I, I I don't know. It didn't really it didn't really do it for me. Hmm. Keep keep trying, Uncle Charlie. You got a few more years. Well as against that Teenage Bottle Rocket covers album, which was actually really good. I like that one a lot. It, it grew on me. It grew on me. Oh, it's got some really good ones on it. That one, it's on from bands that I'd well, never heard of before. Was all, was all, yeah, it was all obscure songs. They didn't cover Bob Seger. No, true. Yes, yes, yes. That was the point, right? I think, yeah. Pretty much. I think they covered like bands that opened for them, bands that they didn't have to pay royalties to. They couldn't sue them if they covered their songs. <laughs> well, there you go. Oh, there you go. They're using our business model. Yeah. Um. So, you went to. to and this is probably why you're tired. So let's segue back to that. You went to two yeah. shows in three nights, including one last night. So why don't you tell yeah. our lovely listeners uh, what shows you went to and uh, and where and etc. etc. Oh, and also, was there any trouble outside? Because I know there's been trouble in Grand Rapids because of so, a police shooting, right? So here's so so let let me address that first because I I don't I don't remember I don't think we talked about it last time. It's, no, I don't it's think so. Gotten a great deal of clarity. It's not funny at all, honestly. Even though you know, I guess we did laugh about concentration camps last week. Last week, I guess we could pretty much <laughs> laugh about whatever, right? Yes, true enough. But the thing that makes this one so it's it's really weird because so they released the body cam footage or they released the it actually wasn't body cam footage. It was actually the footage of the guy's buddy sitting in the car, and it is one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. I'm not somebody who's usually affected by this, but it's literally the cop and the and the and this big, big, pretty big black kid rolling around on the ground, and the and the kid appears to be going for his taser, and the cop's yelling, "Let go of my taser! Let go of my taser!" And they're wrestling around, and it looks like the cop might be starting to lose control of the situation, but the cop's still on top of the guy, and the cop pulls his pistol out and puts it to the back of the kid's head and just boom pops him. Yeah. And it's the video is out there. I really can't even recommend you watch it. I mean, the New York Times had it, and so unfortunately, Grand Rapids has been in the news. Not really what we want to be in the news for, but it was it was brutal, and it really bothered me more than most of these shootings did. Just because you know, we made jokes about you made jokes about me with the rabbits and stuff. And the listen, I put animals down. Like right. I've put animals down out of mercy. I've never like shot an animal out of enjoyment, but that's what this looked like to me. Kid just slumps over, just and listen. I'm sure this kid was no choir boy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying he was. You know, that's a problem with the, you know. And but but the fact of the matter is not. You know, not consenting is not necessarily. It shouldn't be a death sentence. So it was. It's brutal, man. But there's not really been much protest. 
That's weird. You know, when we had these when we had these big protests two years ago, it was like, oh, it's grassroots, it's grassroots. I don't think it was regular grassroots. There was a lot of people came from outside. I'm pretty sure most of the troublemakers were actually like professional protesters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that came and to everything. Yeah. Not, not entirely peaceful because you know they burned down comic book stores and fudge shop. You know we joked. Yeah, we did. Them. We did. Yeah, the so fudge, yoldy fudge shop got broken into. Yeah. So I can't really figure out why. Now, when the, to me this shooting was much more egregious than any of the other ones, um, and there's been very little activity. So I, I, I don't know. It's all political, you know. It's all it's all weird. But yeah, no. So I was a little worried about it. I parked Sunday night when I went and saw DRI. I was one block away facing the police station. I mean, I was right there. Now they had like barricades around it. Mm-hmm. That's always good, you know. It's like, hey, the next day we're going to release this video footage, and then they start putting concrete barricades on the police station. Yeah. Like, ah, nothing to see here, right? Yeah. Nothing to see here. Well, it, it, um, it, it's funny just to go back to that a second. So I, I don't think I saw the full video because I didn't see – I saw up until uh, I saw the cop pull the gun out and pop, and then I didn't see any – the video I saw it didn't show any more after that. But um, Well, it, that's pretty much it. The kid just slumps over. It's just like – but but it's I mean it's it's really graphic, right? Yeah, but the, the thing was so weird was the way it all starts. It's kind of the office is kind of friendly at first. He's like, yeah, hey, yeah, well, you know, hey, what you doing? There was a and, lot know. of there was a lot of dumbness among both the kid and the cop. But the problem is everybody's like black and white about it. It's it's either well, if he would have complied, he wouldn't have got shot, or the cop had every right to do that. And I think there's, I, 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 I mean, that's the, neither of those are the right answer. Right. Yeah. Cops I mean, just can't pop people because they feel threatened, but, it, and, and the, the real problem with it is the politics of it is, you know, Grand Rapids is, is a big city. It's the mayor's very liberal. The, the, the majority of the people who run the city are very liberal. So they're, they're going to, so there's a lot of political pressure on the prosecutor to go for a really high charge. Which I, I looking at this video to me, and once again, not a legal expert, don't know the definition of, you know, secondary murder versus manslaughter or anything else. Looking at the video, to me, uh, it was criminal by the cop, and he probably should do some time, or he should do some time. But the fact of the matter is, if they go after him with something stupid like a first degree murder charge, or even like a, a high murder charge, there's no jury is going to convict him. Right. Because anybody's lawyer can say, listen, this kid was trying to get the taser. There's no reason to believe that if he tased the cop, he wouldn't kill the cop. Right. So that's that's always the argument, you know. But to me, my, it doesn't pass the sniff test. This was this clearly excessive force. And and like I said, I, we've had arguments. I've had arguments with other people about it. Like, well, what was he supposed to do? I'm like, well, shoot him in the shoulder, pistol whip him, do something. There was, was still, yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah, shoot him in the shoulder. That could have been taken. Yeah. And once again, I'm not a legal expert. You know, there's two there's two kinds of once again, everybody's like because of the political nature of this stuff, everybody's pushed themselves to a far corner. So you got one side that says, well, the police should never engage, literally never engage. And then you got the other side is like, the cops should do whatever, but you know, cops should be able to do whatever, but they've kind of been able to for too long, I think. So I don't know, man, it's, it's weird. Once again, you know, I'm sure people, you know, I, I, we do try, I do really do try to get too political, but it was so ugly and it was so local and it was so personal. And I, it just made me, I watched the video last Wednesday, a week, a week ago from today, and I was I was sick, man. I mean, I just felt uh, ugh. yeah. Le- and nothing good is going to come of it. Le- nothing good is going to come. There's no good outcome. Lethal force should always be the last resort. It shouldn't be the first resort, Absolutely. right? So, Absolutely. yeah. Unless you're talking about a rabbit or a sick cat. <laughs> but yeah, so so that's so that's the that's the background. That's the 
that's the yeah the well it's funny because I talk about going to see DRI the first time I went and saw him and it was it was like I felt like that was the most, one of the more, most dangerous shows I've ever been to in my life. The crowd was so wild. There was so little security. It was just like out of control. And it was a big show. There was probably like a thousand people there. This was the one you saw like 20 years ago, right? That's what you're talking In about. In 90. 90. Okay. 90, oh, about well, 30, 32 years ago. Okay. Yes. 1990. Um, so there was definitely an element of danger. I didn't anticipate having that same element of danger in 2022. But like I said, downtown's calm. Everything's everything's good. Um there's a lot of, like I said, a lot of wrangling going on on both sides. So, you know, now, of course, typically the police will run out everything this kid's ever done in his life, including stealing the milk money in fifth grade. And the family will make this kid look like he was, you know, a choir boy on his way to on his way to church that morning. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you yeah, got a yeah. lot of dishonesty on both sides. And and they were actually African immigrants. Right. I saw that. Yeah. In Congo They've been here or seven years ago. Well, it, yeah, I think it was People's Republic of Congo or something. But it was so it's it's there's just a lot lot to it and like oh there might have been a language barrier and there was there probably wasn't a language barrier. It's funny because the the father did a press conference where he spoke English and then when they called in the high flutin lawyers they brought in an interpreter. <laughs> so it's like mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> lots of like I said lots of political theater going on. The same lawyer that like represented. Uh, uh, George Floyd's family is here. Uh, who's the who's the classic race baiter that does? Oh, Al Sharpton's coming into town to do the uh, eulogy on Friday. Mm. So that should be good. Yeah. So Just get him stirred when, up. When, when all hell will really break loose is after the trial, because he's you're never going to get enough of a high enough conviction to appease some of these people. That's all there's to it. But you know, we hope for we hope for peace. Grand Rapids is a nice place, man. We don't need all this crap. All right, so get back to DRI, man. Okay, so what? Um, how big was the venue, and how many people were there this time? I'm sure it wasn't like 1990, right? Okay, so I went and saw them in like like five years ago, and I swear to you, there must have been like 20 paid admission. <laughs> it was one of the saddest things I'd ever seen in my life. So we get there, and I don't know. That was probably during the week. So we get there on Sunday night, and there was a really good crowd there. Oh, that's good. And here's the thing. Tons of young people. Hmm. That's interesting. I always joke about the fact that when I go see a punk show in GR, there's usually like eight of us, or eight, not eight of us, 80 of us, and we all know each other. Right, right, right. It's like the same 80 people over and over again. And yeah, there was, man, there was a ton of kids there. I did run into, of course, a lot of the old cronies I do know, uh, which was cool because, man, I haven't been to that club. It was at the Pyramid Scheme downtown. I oh, haven't yeah, been to that yeah, club yeah. for like two and a half years. Hmm. It's like my, probably my first or second favorite club in town. I haven't been there for years. That's and, cool. uh, yeah, it was, uh, so there was a good crowd. So there was like, I know over 200, which place holds about 400, but the pit was so big in the middle of the floor that it was like full. The place was full. Now was that now, and, uh, now, now, now were the, the kids pit what, went all night long. Dude. What's that? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Were the kids there because of maybe some of the opening, but were there like local opening bands or something? Or like, why do you think there was a lot of kids there? So there was one local opening band that I did not catch. So you've been... You and I went to the pyramid scheme, right? When you we, were in town, we did. We because um, it was lockdown time, so back. we didn't see the back where the where the venues are. We just went in the front where the pinball tables are and the uh, the, the surly yeah, staff the front bar. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so it's funny. So I walked in there and I walk in. I see right as soon as I walk in, there's a table of people I know. Hmm. So I walk over there and I start BSing with them, and I go grab a beer and I BS with them. So we totally missed the opener. Hmm. But it was a a local yeah local band, female fronted. I would have liked to have seen them see if they're any good, but I missed them. Yep. So, 
And then I wanted to see the other band, which was there from Arizona. They're a straight thrash band called Intent. And they were cool. Okay. I don't think you would like them at all. They were cool. And Lots then, of hair. And then the Mighty DRI. Yes. So here's the other, the other thing you would have hated about this. It was, it was actually a real cool show. But DRI played almost an hour and a half. Totally. Was that like a 200 songs? What the fuck? I don't know. Maybe forty. I don't know. I don't know. Quite a few, probably. Well, didn't I mean I got maybe that? 50. I got that first EP, and it's got twenty-two tracks on it, right? In like well, but seven you minutes. When they went on, like their stuff in the later '80s was straight up thrash. They had a lot of three, four, five minutes. Oh, they did. Okay, Jesus, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, so they kind of mixed. They kind of mixed it up, and it was no, it was cool. It was, it was a real. It was really fun. I most and it's funny. So they played almost an hour and a half, and hardly anybody left. Hmm. Which is kind of surprising, and uh, yeah, it was it was cool though. We had a we had a nice time. Uh, I'll give a shout out to one of our listeners, Rob, who I ran into over there. He lives in the area, and we keep bumping into each other at punk shows. One of these times, maybe we'll actually you know go at the same time. Um, so that was cool. And I, my old friend John, who I don't see very often, and a few other bunch of other people that probably don't listen, so I won't mention them. But it was cool. Now, with now, is it now what lineup of the band is it? Like who's original in the band? Um, so it's. The guitar player and the singer have always been the same. Okay. Kurt Brecht and Spike Cassidy. Um, and uh, Rob Rampey's playing drums for him again. He was like their kind of – he wasn't uh, wasn't their original drummer, but he's been with them off and on for a little, forever. I don't know who the bass player is. Looks like me, big bald guy with a big long beard. Okay. But uh, – but yeah, it was it was fun, man. It was it was it was fun for a bunch of reasons. It was fun because I enjoyed the show, of course, but it was just. There's certain people I only see at certain kind of shows. They don't, I don't really interact with, you know, socially. We don't go out with our wives or whatever. So we only see each other at shows like this. So it was good to, good to catch up with people, man. It was good uh, camaraderie. Now, did you go with anyone? Did Scott go, or was it just you? It was just me, but I knew I was meeting up with some people. He said that Rob, I know, is going to come. He's a, he's a listener of ours. Uh, my old friend, Big Brad, my friend John. Yeah, that was. I knew there was going to be a bunch of people there to hang out with. The only time I wish I'd brought somebody is when I had to make that walk down the block to, to the venue. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and did you buy anything while you were there? Any merch or anything? So they didn't have any vinyl. If the opening band would have had vinyl, I would have bought that. Hmm. Um, I have so much DRI stuff. And then after the show, there was a huge long line. I'm like, you know what? It was the last day on tour, too, and I know they had limited sizes, which means they probably didn't have anything my size left. Ah, gotcha. But... Yeah. The opening band had some cool T-shirts. I probably should have bought one because they're pretty obscure. Because you always want the cool, like obscure T-shirt, right? Who, who was? Well, what was the name of the opening band? That was the one with the girl singing, is that right? No, 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 Intent. I'm sorry. Intent. Oh, Intent. Okay, yeah, yeah, band. the one from Arizona, right? Not the local like, band. Cool, like metal, cool metal shirts. But yeah, I did not buy anything. Huh? I bought five PBRs. <laughs> well, there you go. Oh, boy. That counts. Pretty much, I contributed to the local economy. You did. All right, so good. So what time did you get out of there? Sunday night? Work night and all? Yeah, I think it was about 11.30. Okay, so you were home by 12 Because I was BSing with people. I ran it. you know what I ran into? And talk about bizarre circumstance. A guy who tattooed me years ago. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. He, he remembered me. I'm like, oh, yeah. I remembered him because he's got, you know, tattoos on his face. Hmm, always a good look. But, uh, <laughs> yep. I, you know, if you want to be a tattooer for life, you uh, tattoo your face, then, you know, that's your job. Yeah, definitely, right. But, yeah. Good luck getting another one. But uh, anyway, that was all right. It was cool, man. It was cool. good. Good. Well, Let's I'm, play another song. Yeah, I'm gonna play a song. Um, 
I'm going back, uh, I'm going in the Wayback Machine today, um, like I do so often, right? Um, but I'm going to mm-hmm. play... That's I'm not... where you live, dude. You live in, you live in the Wayback Machine. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to try and play some bands that probably people have never heard of before from England. So obviously, every, everyone knows the, in the first wave of England, everyone knows all the big bands, right? But there was a ton of sure. other bands in different little towns all, all around the country who all released what one or two. Ins- what, was your ins- what was your inspiration for this? Did you just feel like going a little little underground yeah kind of um yeah just discovering some stuff i hadn't listened to in a while or people had uh people had recommended i saw on facebook and stuff so um the first one is going to be this is a band called crisis and um but not that crisis uh what do you mean is it the crisis yeah crisis you know them okay i mean i'm aware of them i don't know that i really listen to them much but i know who they are sure okay okay good well anyway so this is their first single from 1978 this is uh at least it's a track because i think it, i think that first single had like uh ep had like four songs on it so this gotcha. is uh this is a song called holocaust and uh it's been it's been reissued a few times this over the years so uh anyway this is uh crisis 1978 with
Crisis. Crisis there with uh, with with Holocaust. And uh, one of the ma- one of the band members from Crisis went on to be in a more famous band, and I don't remember off the top of my head. Would be in the Blowfish. Well, yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, I'll I'll look it up and I'll find it. Um, gotcha. Yeah. But anyway, so that was that. So, uh, oh, Death in June. That's right, Death in June. Um, who are kind of a famous See, post-punk band. See, that's from... That's, okay, let's say that's, that's familiar too, but I don't know that I've ever heard of one of one, one of the most infamous things about Death in June was they used, like, the SS, uh, SS Death's Head insignia on their album cover, uh, on their first album cover, and that's kind of how they were... You know, they got a lot of negative shtick for that, obviously. But uh, Didn't didn't Crisis play, like, a late-night show at Reggie's one time, like, in the last few years, Neil? Like, midnight or something? Wow, I... Never that. no, never heard that. I didn't know that. They... I mean, were they still playing a few years ago? Was there a version of them still? Yeah, playing actually, a few years you ago? are you are right. Yeah. They because they actually did release something in like 2020. So you're probably quite correct, actually. Well, I just remember I thought they were. You, you know, sometimes Reggie does those crazy late shows where right. I don't know after Ryefest, remember like Doors are at 11. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think that's how I missed Coxbarrow that time. They played there, right? And it was like a. Like in the end, like a you like are, you are, been oh fuck yeah, god no! They, You'd already what, been in bed for two hours. No, gee, yes, I was probably actually waking up for my first piss break, right? <laughs> By that time, there you go. But uh, yeah, but yeah. Well, I didn't, I did not know that. That's interesting. Hmm. And maybe I'm thinking of somebody else, but maybe it's maybe I'm maybe I'm confused on that. But I swear they played like a late night show of Reggie's not that far. I mean, last five or eight years. Yeah, they recently, might, you know, they might five have eight years. Like I said, they did release a single um in tw- in twenty twenty. <laughs> So, I don't know who is in the band anymore, but uh, but there you go. So, so I figure I've seen DRI at least a dozen times. Did you ever see them in the early days when they were doing like the skate punk thing, or not even? I never did. No, I never did because I was. Uh, I don't know. I I got that first EP and I kind of liked it, but they never really did much for me. And then they went metal, and then it was all over. You know. Well, it's funny because you know. So I went. So it's last night on. Um, Tuesday night, I went and saw Megadeth on this, what they're calling the metal tour of the year. So it was Megadeth, it was Lamb of God, Trivium, and uh, In Flames. Hmm. So Megad- it's funny because Megadeth and DRI at one point were sort of in similar circles, kind of like the thrash crossover thing. Yeah, yeah. But obviously Megadeth went on to have, Megadeth was, I'm sure you probably know this, but I'm sure everybody probably knows this, but Dave Mussain, the main guy from Megadeth, was the lead guitar player for Metallica, and they kicked him out for being a loudmouth drunk. <laughs> so he went on to form Megadeth, and I think he's never kind of let that go, because as famous as Megadeth is, they've sold like 40 million copies. Metallica sold like 200 million or something. Metallica are, are basically rich as, rich as the Pope, you know? Right. And, he's, and Mussain's only as rich as, I don't know, some other crook. <laughs> So, so, so it's funny. So this show, so the two shows couldn't have been more different. So this was at the local hockey rink, which holds like 11,000 people or something for a show. Wow. And it's funny because it was not selling at all. Like we're the crap. So I was able to actually get free tickets last week. Oh, wow. Like just, it was at like, like they're just giving them at the local bar. So that, that tip top, which you and I went to great rockabilly. Yep. Little tiny, rock tiny place. little place, yeah, yeah. Country rockabilly. It's mostly like rockabilly country place, but they have some blues, punk, all different kinds of stuff. But they had a bunch of free tickets. So they said, "Hey, first come, first serve." So I jumped in my car and I drove over there and got a pair of tickets. Otherwise, I wouldn't have gone, quite frankly. Yeah, right, right. Because I was pretty. Because well, basically, I wanted to see Megadeth, but like four bands, you know. 
three bands that I don't care about to see one that I do, and they're last. So it's not like I can come watch them and get out of there. Right. But a friend of mine that I grew up with, I actually we played in bands together when we were younger. That I kind of been hanging out with again after years apart. Uh, went with me, and uh, yeah, we went to the arena, and it was eh, it was about half full, maybe. So this but, so uh, so where is this arena? Was it isn't it's not right dist- downtown? I mean it's it's a couple blocks from the pyramid scheme. It's right same area. Huh. Okay. It's where it's our our hockey team plays there. Who was the Grand Rapids? Like, uh, well, are they like a B League team or something? Minor they're called league? the Grand Rapids Griffins. They're like the top farm team for the Detroit Red Wings. Okay. So I mean they draw well. I mean they're popular. Um, not for me necessarily. I like my I like my hockey more like uh, slapshot style, just brutal, <laughs> beating the crap out of each other, black eyes broken teeth the red wings have always been like a skilled organization they don't really fight like they should not like, like they did in the 80s knocked. right not like the Hanson brothers i want the Hanson brothers was no no i know bob probert finished his career in chicago but wasn't was was bob probert originally in a red wing i have no idea i mean i know like uh, gordy howe and like uh steve eiserman you know mm-hmm. no i so in the 90s the red wings were so good like late nineties. I mean, that was a real event. Like we used to go out when their playoff games, we go watch them at the bar and stuff. They're really good. They won a couple of Stanley cup finals, but the Red Wings were very good at one point. And then the salary cap killed them because the owner would just spend crazy money to win. And then anyway, yeah, they were the black, well, them and the St. Louis blues were the black Hawks biggest. Uh... Yeah. Well, our big rivalry back in those days was the Colorado avalanche. Hmm. And then now the the freaking Chicago is so good, right? The Blackhawks have been so good the last, I think. No, they're pretty they're, they're pretty they're shitty too. now. They're pretty shitty now. Right. And then they just had that sex scandal that's uh, that that's let's rock the whole team. Oh, is that right? Yeah. What was that? Oh, uh, oh my god. Yeah, one of their um it's almost like one of those Olympic things. One of their uh their health and fitness coach or something. And this is going back to those glory years for the Blackhawks like 6 7 years ago. One of their health and fitness coaches was uh basically raping one of the um one of the college draftees who was like 18 years old or something and wow. this uh, this health and safety coach was uh yeah taking it to him and uh basically health forcing it yeah basically well no it's well it's funny that that this has come up because he he did that and um and of course the blackhawks shushed it all up at first right uh, and yeah, uh, but then this classic. guy left and i think he was coaching at a high school in detroit huh. in michigan somewhere and he was accused of doing it again there. Wow. So sounds like the sounds like the Vatican. Didn't I mention the Pope earlier? Right. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, I was you did. This guy, it'll be fine. So anyway, so the Blackhawks are like under a cloud at the moment, and then the owner came out and was asked about it in a uh, in a press conference a couple of months ago, and basically just like he didn't deny the whole thing, but he just like swept it under the rug kind of thing, which got him all kinds of bad publicity. So yeah, the Blackhawks <laughs> are kind of. Uh, on the on certainly on the downturn okay. down here, yeah. Wow, the things I learned. See, the Red Wings are also having a controversy because they fired their Zamboni driver of fifty-one years. <laughs> the Zamboni driver. Oh, and no. today he filed suit against the organization, saying that he was fired because he was peeing in a drain. <laughs> so we'll see how that comes out. I talk about storm in a teacup, literally, right? All I can think is, I work in the sewer. We pee everywhere. Like, I, I, if I got fired every time someone caught me peeing somewhere that wasn't a bathroom we'd be in big trouble yeah isn't peeing in a i mean isn't that what a drain is supposed to be full of well i guess it's just the drain for the ice like that comes off the rink i don't know listen dude i don't know anything about hockey i I don't i used to go to a game once in a while that's about it but if you've been driving to zamboni for 51 years i think it might have been close to retirement time anyway buddy well he's saying that he has something that makes him have to pee all the time which i can imagine (laughs) 
Jesus. If he's been doing it for 50 I mean, I have this thing that it makes me pee all the time. It's called drinking too much PBR. Oh. <laughs> Friday night we went out with some we went out with some friends and uh I don't know what it was. I was in the mindset, you know, I was drinking whiskey and and uh I get home and and I actually was hungover, which I never get hungover. Saturday, I pretty much lost my day. And my son's like, "Yeah, Dad, you weren't making a whole lot of sense last night." I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I no. got up at like four. I got up at like four o'clock in the morning to pee, and I I could I could really still walk. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus bad. Christ, man! Well, at least bad. at least your pants were on. Hopefully, right? Well, listen, man, I don't sleep in my pants. <laughs> no, I was thinking back to the you know, wandering around the hotel pantsless yeah, yeah, yeah. story. Yeah. Well, listen. I, I think I had the route to the bathroom in my house memorized pretty well. So, yeah, it turns out you were peeing in the corner, right? Yeah, minimal yeah. shenanigans. <laughs> so anyway, so all right, so we go to the show last night, right? Or and and it starts at six o'clock. Well, four bands so, that makes sense, right? Well, but we didn't even have time to get, get home and eat or anything. I had stuff to do, so we had to leave. We left my house at five. Now who's we? Yeah, my buddy Chad and I. Okay. And uh, and it's. It, yeah, it's funny actually because Scott, my buddy Scott, who I go to all the shows, ended up going with his son. His son wanted to go, and his son wanted to be in general mission. So I know Scott had to stand up all night. He was a miserable prick. Oh, so he you were not... you were seated or something? Yeah, we were. So basically, they split the floor, so it's like a hockey rink, right? They split the floor like the front third or front half is like the mosh pit area, mm-hmm. and then the rest of it's seated. And it was sweet because the seats were pretty far apart. They were kind of padded. We were chilling. I almost fell asleep a couple of times. So, but it was on the. But if it's a hockey rink, it's the flat then, right? So if you you can't see it's over flat, the person it's in front of you. It's a big stage. I mean, it's a big arena. Oh, okay, big, gotcha. All and right. plus they got well, because like they have screens, but they actually didn't project the bands up on the screen. I'd imagine it sounded like hell in the hockey arena. It actually sounded pretty good. Hmm. Okay. It was funny because the the drummers, individual drummers, and stuff are all in these big risers. This is such a pro tour, you know. It was you know this is the amount of money, a huge money tour, you know. So yeah, the first band played. They were okay. They're from Sweden. Second band was from like Florida. I was less patient with them. They played first band played thirty five minutes. Last band played forty minutes. So even though they seemed to really have it down, it was the switchover seemed a little slow. And then Lamb of God came out, who I just cannot get into at all. But the, here's the funny thing: the singer had COVID, so they had somebody else come in and sing. Hmm. Wow! It's like one day selling T-shirts, next day the lead singer. You know, <laughs> always got to uh, be ready if you're on tour with a band. Well, well, it's crazy, right? Because it seems like. I mean, okay, the singer got COVID, but the stage is so big that guys are all stand like ten feet apart. So the other guys played without. I, I, don't, I don't know. It was weird, man. It was I, like I said, I don't really like the band. I didn't really like the replacement singer. I don't really like the original singer. So it wasn't it wasn't a big thing for me. So we actually saw kind of a special show. So if I did give a crap about the band, I would. I guess it would be cool. Hmm. So they played about an hour. Oh, and that's what you just, want. That, that's what you want. The warm-up band playing for an hour. God, well, they, Jesus. It, it was kind of like a, it was like a co-headlining thing. I, think. I guess, yeah. So they're like co-headliners. So Megadeth, once again, I think they cut off a little early. I actually think they. It might have been like fifty minutes. I don't know. I think they cut off a little early because well, they didn't have their singer. Hmm. And the new guy could only memorize so many songs, even though it's mostly just like. <laughs> so they. So it's still Megadeth doesn't come on in early. So they come on at, at like. 9.50, they come on. And they play for an hour, which oh, is that's all man. I, I thought that... Well, that's what, that's what I thought, too. They played 11 songs and uh, 11 songs in an hour, dude. DRI could triple that. Easily. Yeah, no shit. Um, and uh, they were fine, but the, and they still shred. Like, you can still play with Dave saying the singer. He really can't sing anymore. His voice is very uh, husky, so he can't really do the songs where he, with any high notes or anything. 
and they were fine. It was good. So about yeah, when it got done about ten to eleven, we uh, jumped in our car and uh, went home. I did not buy anything at this show either. T-shirts, Neil? Guess. Guess what t-shirts are at an arena show? $45. 40 bucks. Yeah, okay. That was so, right. yeah. okay, so you go like see Morrissey or something. Is that what it costs? Is that what t-shirts cost at a Morrissey show? Uh, Yeah, 35 to 40 I would imagine, yeah. Oh, DRI, 25 bucks. 20 yeah. bucks. Yeah, that's that's insane, man. I, I just can't do it. It's still a t-shirt, right? Yeah, my buddy... Um. One of my buddies is in England right now. He, he goes over mm-hmm. there to watch the football every year. My buddy Jim. And um, while he was there, he's more into classic rock. He's not he's not in punk at all. But he went to Sting. Sure. Sting was playing while he was there. So he went to see Sting. He was a little loose That's end. That's not classic Saturday night. rock. That's adult contemporary garbage. Oh, sure. Well, okay. But anyway, he was he went to see that. So um, he, sh- he sent me a picture of the merch booth and a Sting mask. Like a mask, like a, like a COVID mask thing. The mask alone was, I think it was 25 pounds. So there you go. You're going to pay... It's so like 30 bucks. You're going to pay 30 bucks just for a mask with Sting's fucking picture on it. So there you go. So it could have been worse, I guess is what I'm saying. So I, I imagine I imagine the I Sting t-shirts... I imagine the Sting t-shirts... I would use that to wear my butt. Right? <laughs> I'd imagine the Sting t-shirts must have been like 50 or something, I would guess. Well, it's, it is funny when you guys... When guys in England talk about buying records, because we got a lot of them in our group that talk about buying records, so they buy the same records we do. We might pay twenty two bucks for it. They pay twenty two pounds for it. It's considerable more money. It's more right. like thirty bucks. Right. It's more like and then they yeah, and then if 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 they're getting it shipped from the US, good lord. Oh forget that. Yeah. It's not possible. Hey, what do you play a song, dude? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that was that was my downtown my downtown big boy adventure. It's funny, I never go downtown either. I mean like now I've been down there like three or four times this week because my daughter and I went to lunch down there too, or dinner down there too. So <laughs> anyway, all right. This song has nothing to do with anything. I just think it's a great great punk rock song and the band is kind of forgotten they only put out one album okay. came out in 2008 and they're called black president and the song is called last fucking hope
Joe. Mm. That was Black President with Last Fucking Hope. I don't know anything about that band at all, Tom. Where, where are they from? I don't know. Philadelphia or something. Okay, well, you tell you what. Let's use this Google machine. Google Black President. Uh, see what happens. Uh, well, um, I'll get into Discogs first. So, <laughs> so I don't get 5 million Obama things. There you go. Uh, no, there's only one. Yeah, they only have one album. There's somebody. There's another like dude who's called Black President or something. Like, maybe a, oh, an actual black dude. But Oh, here we go. Just, like, Did you know they were a punk, uh, hardcore punk supergroup? Yeah, it's Greg Hetson. Maybe like, oh, Hetson was the one originally attached to it. That's right. Now I don't think he played on the album, but I think he was originally attached to it. Yeah, uh, Greg Hetson, uh, Charlie Paulson from Goldfinger, bassist. Yeah, this this band does not sound like Goldfinger. Like I said, they only put out one album. I love it. I know other people weren't as crazy about it, but I, it's literally one of my favorite records of that decade. Hmm. And someone from from uh, Gutter Mouth was in it too. Very difficult to find on vinyl. Very difficult. Yeah. Hetson had left the but band. Hetson had left Gunner, the band by the time of the album's recording, but was co- credited as co-writer of three other songs. There you go. So there you go. Black President. Anyway, two thousand eight. There you go. Yep. Oh, two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the year Obama was elected. It, it literally they dropped it on election day, mm-hmm. like in a fortuitous timing. Like if he'd have lost, they'd have been real embarrassed, right? Ooh, and the picture they're looking very, very sullen in the picture. Lots of. Uh, Lots of slick back hair and eye makeup. So there you go. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. But anyway, they're a cool band. I, I like them a lot. I don't know. I don't think they played a ton. They might have done like a warp tour or something. But So speaking of shows, I am super bummed out I'm not going to be able to join you on Sunday because that is like the most punk till I die show yet. But it's a big pain in the neck for me to come to Chicago by myself. And it's just not going to work out. Well, so it's a Sunday. It's be... a Sunday night, too. It's got everything well, going against it. Right? Off. It's that. Yeah, that's not even an issue. So, will you take Monday off, or are you just gonna yeah, be I, a zombie on Monday? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it off. So, um, just so people know what Tom's talking about, um, Sunday night we have uh, opening up Poison Boys from Chicago. Then the wonderful Susie Moon. I just listened to their record that just came out yes or last year. It's called "Don't Turn Your Back on Me" or something like that. Yep. It's good stuff, man. I good. dig it. Yeah, they're good. So, Susie Moon is second on the bill. And headlining is Ravages. So we've had we've had uh, interviews all with with all three of those. So yeah, it is almost it, like a punk till I die um, it, super show. It, it looked to me like uh, Ravagers and Susie Moon were doing like every other night headlining. Oh, is that right? Okay, I think so. I think you just call, I think Ravagers are doing Chicago. I think Susie Moon was doing Indy. It looked like they were yeah like they were kind of doing every other night, which is cool. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, I mean the only thing I, that could have made it I better. I'm sorry, say again. I was going to say, the only thing that could have made it better is if they had uh, Doc Rotten on the bill, too. Then it would have been a full-on Punk Till I Die There you go. Of course, right, they're, yeah. from, they're from, like, uh, New Jersey, so... Yeah, but they are touring, so they're playing Milwaukee, like, just a few days later, so, you know... Oh, are they? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Well, it's funny, because there are starting to get some good shows lined up, so I'm starting to try to put some summer, summer plans together. I haven't really committed to anything yet, but we have a couple things on the table that we should probably talk about sooner rather than later you and i that means and uh but yeah it was uh so yeah that should be a great show um yeah, i'm gonna miss I'm you gonna... there i'm gonna miss seeing you there because i think the last few shows you've been i've i've, I've been with you with uh well, and I've really been, it's really been a, it's it's really i've been getting to chicago a ton and like i said i just can't i just can't pull it off this time mm-hmm. um part of me is like ah, i should just drive over there drive up there and just drive back or either that or just like drive partially back and just go to sleep and Try the rest of the way or something, but it's uh, last time I, I it really hit me on vacation just to drive somewhere now at four bucks a gallon. You know, it's just it's just and it, it kind of hurts my 
soul a little bit because I said, well, once shows come back, I'm not going to worry about practicality. Well, unfortunately, that's not really life, right? Yeah, so. you're, you're lucky if you can find full bucks a gallon. It's I mean, in the city here, it's over five. So I saw it for three fifty nine today. Oh wow, there you go. Yes. I filled the whole car, not just the tank. I just pumped the whole thing full. That's good. Um, so. so yeah, so that's Sunday night for me. So I'm, I've been looking forward to that for a while. So that's yeah, that's it. That's gonna be yeah, that'd be a tough one to recover from because it's at the it's on the bar side too, which means they probably won't be in a bigger hurry. Yeah, to maybe. Get over with. Yeah, with a Sunday night, I'm not quite sure how that's gonna work. To be honest, um, Reggie's lives in their own universe. They don't they care do. what day of the week things are. It's that's just true. Like a, yeah, it's like independent of time and space. Yeah. Now, funnily enough, the night before, um, I don't know if you remember punk rock bowling, but there was a band that I was blown away by called the Schizophonics. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember you talking about them, kind of mc 5 Yeah, very much so, three-piece. Um, they are playing at Liars Club the night before. Um, mm-hmm. But because the two shows back-to-back, it's going to be a bit much, I think. So and I imagine I'll be hanging out with, with some of the bands, I'd imagine, a little bit on Sunday. So I don't think I'll be going to <coughs> Schizophonics. Um that's on Sunday the 24th. The following week, uh, Tuesday the 3rd of uh, May, um, I've got Kate Clover at Beat Kitchen. Ah, you're... you're yeah. Oh, don't tell Susie. Your original <laughs> crush. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I'll be going... So, to... I, yeah, I see, I don't remember you mentioning that to me. Are you going to go inside or are you just going to stalk her from the bushes outside? <laughs> no, I got tickets. Uh, <laughs> tickets were cheap, man. Tickets, tickets were cheap to this Ravagers show, too, man. There was like 13 bucks with tickets. So now the Beat Kitchen is still doing all the stupid COVID protocols, right? But you're swallowing your pride because you have such a crush on her, huh? Well, they were. Um, hopefully they've changed their way by now, for God's sakes. I mean, if they can't even have to wear it on the plane, why the fuck would you have to wear it in the Beat Kitchen? I don't, empty, you I, know. Don't, I don't know, Neil. It's so I stupid. Don't know. But anyway, that's but, Tuesday, and then the following Friday, um, Christian Death at uh, at Reggie's, which I think I'm okay, going to so be going you, to. Okay, so you are going to you're, pl- you're planning to do that too, huh? Yeah, Lydia's going to make me go. Yeah, because she loves close Christian Death. Well, it's so. funny because we were discussing that with our mutual friend Alan, and and he was saying there's not no original members, so it'd be interesting to see. I don't know what they are. Well, it is one of those things though that. Um, I think the singer that's with him now joined like right after the first album. So even though it's original, not no original members, I think the guy's oh. been with him for like thirty years plus or something. You know what I mean? Um, so the guy's been with him on every album except for the one that people care about. <laughs> pretty much, dude. Pretty much. Excellent. You no, know, you know, honestly, that'd probably be fun. What night is that on? That is Friday, Friday the sixth. Well, at least it's not a Friday. This Tuesday. So, so you're going. So that that Kate Clover's right following. Holy shit, dude! Sunday no. or is that a, a week? No, later? it's a week. It's it's nine days later. So, ah, oh, but but man, I got Kate Clover on the Tuesday, Christian Death on the Friday, and then on the Sunday, Agnostic Front. Sick of it all. So where's that Cobra on? Cobra, right? Cobra Lounge. So yeah, I've got a packed fucking week, oh, man. I got three I shows in a week. So that one is playing in Detroit on May the seventh, I think. Mm. Man, I want to go see that show. What what day of the week is it in Chicago? That's a Sunday. It's Mother's Day. Yeah, Sunday May eighth. I, I don't know if Mother's Day works for me. That should be a good one though, man, because Cobra Lounge is not a I big mean, my venue. My mother, my mother will forgive me, but I don't know about the mother of my children. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes, you might be in trouble for that one. No, that's I love that bill. I really, man, I really want to see that show too. Yeah, and then there's I a... just don't know. We're, it's gonna be like it was two years ago, where it was like, oh, there's so much cool stuff coming. You're gonna have to pick and choose because everybody wants to be on tour right now because none of these bands have been doing anything for the last couple of years. You know, right? 
Now, in between those, I mean, it's the crazy thing is that's three shows in one, two, three, four, five, six nights, right? But in between that, I'd also be skipping pairs of playing with neighborhood brat. Uh, no, pairs are playing. I guess neighborhood he, brats jumped off that bill, right? So, that's pretty easy to skip yeah. for me. And then Malchat Doma, who were a post-punk band from uh, Belarus, who uh, huh, uh, never heard of them. yeah, I figured you wouldn't, but they're I mean they really are from Belarus, so they got like old school. They sound really old school, probably because their instruments are all super old school because they're all from the eighties. Belarus, yeah. What is that? Uh, it's one of those like like Ukraine, Eastern right? Eastern Europe. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, it used to yeah. be used to be part of the Soviet Union. Yeah. Huh. Um, so they're playing two or three nights in the city. Wow. Yeah, I think it was delayed from COVID. They were supposed to play three years ago, and um, so even if I wanted to, I could go to shows every night that week. It's mm. crazy. Yeah. As crazy as that is. So. Well, we'll see how many of those you actually end up going to, because I know it's it's like that's why I I usually buy tickets in advance, because if I have tickets, then I'll go. Sometimes it gets too easy to. Yeah. Well, I got tickets. Like, to, I got mm. tickets to three of them, so I'm definitely going to three of them. Right, is one of is that one of Agnostic Front? Yes, I got tickets to that. Jelly, so jelly. Because I wasn't sure, I, I wasn't sure if it was going to sell out right away. So I, even though you, it hasn't, yeah, it, it hasn't. You think it would? Because that's such a small place, right? And, and same and, thing. The places they're playing, the place to play in Detroit isn't five hundred. I mean, it's small. Okay, so, so um, I guess we'll see. The the opening band for that is a band called Crown of Thorns. Have you ever heard of them? I feel yeah, like with I, a Z? yeah, I feel like I should have heard of them, but I haven't. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're a New York, just like a New York hardcore band that never okay. quite broke free. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like that's exactly who... who Anybody who uses Z in the spelling is either black or a hardcore band from New York, right? Yeah. Because I think Wisdom and Chains was originally supposed to do that tour, which would have been cool. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong with that. Hmm. All right. I don't know. What, you want to play another obscure? Play another obscurity for us? Uh, I am. I'm going to play a song uh, by a band called The Carpets. Not The Carpets, it's The Carpets. Carpets. Um, yeah. And this are they is... female-fronted? No. No, they are not. Hmm. Um, uh, anything with an ats on the end usually is girls yeah yeah you would think so right um, this is a single from 1978 called Small Wonder so it was about the record label I believe um, hmm. at least in some way shape or form so yeah the Carpets with Small Wonder <laughs>
you go. That was the Carpets with Small Wonder. Again, a single from 1978. Now, now you've played two obscure singles so far. Do you have them in your collection? I, I, I have the Crisis one. I do not have the Carpets one, no. No? And the next two I'm going to play, I have one of those and don't have the other one because it's hundreds of dollars right now. So. so you've just moved, so you've kind of killed off a little bit of your record by, record buying at the moment started, changing your address started picking that. it up again over the last week have you yes because i'm tired of not getting coming home every night and not having a package to open <laughs> it is it is sad isn't it <laughs> yeah so i i, I, I have bought some things I, I had three things three packages when i got home from vacation made me so happy i haven't bought anything since i'm feeling kind of cold on discogs like i need to update my wish list or something i haven't really been inspired to buy anything for a few weeks well let's turn this uh let's turn this from gigs for a second over to this saturday because well this why don't saturday... you tell me what you, why don't you tell me what you bought first um, what have you what have you been ordering oh boy i'm a i'm a bad lad so i've been telling you for ages that i've been looking for that original press of uh the first toxic reasons album oh yes and um, black and white cover, not the stupid. Yeah, cover. not the stupid. Uh, yeah, not the stupid. Mexican one. weird. Cover, yep. Yeah, yeah. In- Independence was the name of the album, the first album. Yes. Um, and I thought well, I found. What's, what's the label? What's the label on that? Oh, that's a good. That's a good question. Hold on a second. Let's Google machine this. So for you, for those of you sensible record collectors out there, you can get a real beautiful copy of it on Bigger City for twenty bucks. Yeah, it's the got that. It's got that crap. terrible fucking cover though. Risky yeah. Records, Risky. Risky Records. Yes. Never heard of it. My San Francisco like punk-based label of the early nineteen oh. eighties. Oh, they, they put out things by oh Chrome and a bank called Risky Business, who I've never even heard of. Very small label. It looks like they didn't put out much. Well, but... Chrome was kind of. Chrome kind of had their minute, right? They were like a post-punk thing. They did, we have. I think they predate that completely, right? I think they've been going forever, Chrome. Um, anyway, um, I thought I'd found my copy of Independence uh, not so long ago and ordered it. And when it arrived, it came without the booklet, even though it mm. said it did have the booklet. So back it went and I got my money back. Um and I just found one that did have the booklet, so that should be coming to me. You sure? Day. Are you sure? Well, it said with booklet, so I'm assuming this time it has it. If not, it's what going kind back of again. I mean, did it have like a nice? It had like a booklet insert. Yep, booklet with like photos of the band and uh, the oh, um, different sure. song on every page and stuff like that. So it was a big deal, actually. Oh, it was, a, well, it, nice. yeah, it wasn't just like a, a folded flyer or something. Well, I don't want to get up right now, but I'm very curious to see if the repress. I'm sure the repress probably has that too. They always Beer City always does a pretty good job of that kind of stuff. It probably has something. It probably doesn't have the, a booklet though, but it probably has something, right? I don't know. It probably has print I... printouts of that in a different format, probably right. Maybe. Um, I also got um an original copy, original press of the first Bull Weevils album. Because I've been looking for that one for ages Which, too. Which is that? Stick your neck stick out. Stick your What's neck out. Yeah. Okay. And what was different about those it? Those are such. Those are definitely CD era bands. So those. Yeah, I bet you. A lot more copies of CD than vinyl on that one. Well, also, yeah. Well, you know what's on the cover of it, right? It's the um. Yep. It's that. What's he from? That that like cartoon character guy with the long neck. I don't know. Well, whatever it was, anyway, it was lift. I think it was it was like a Manny Mo and Jack kind of thing, some kind of car okay. parts thing or something, and uh, they got sued, um, so they had to change the cover art. So is that um, right? Yeah, I wanted to get the so the guy. I think the later ones didn't have the uh, shirt and bow tie or something like that. 
Hmm. Yeah, it was, it was something like that. They had to change the cover art anyway. So knowing me, because I'm a dickhead, I had to get the mm. original one. So I found, yeah, that's right. The bow tie was missing and the face was slightly different. So, yeah. Huh. So I got that. And what else did I get? I think I got a copy of the first Conflict album, which I had back in the day, but I couldn't find it. I'd lost it somewhere through many moves. Uh, you know what, Neil? It was Conflict I was thinking of that played the late show at Reggie's. Okay, that would make sense. Yeah, not Crisis. Not, not crisis yeah. There was a more modern metal band with a female singer called Crisis, too. But I know I knew it wasn't that, that band. Yeah. But... Alright, huh. well, we settled that one. Um, so, yeah, I got a... Uh, the first Conflict album is called It's Time to See Who's Who. And, uh, like I say, the uh, it, it's actually probably my favorite Conflict album. I think it's really, really good. Um... And I found an OG copy of that to replace the one that I'd lost throughout the years. And um, I think I got a copy of the third Smith's, uh, fourth Smith studio album, Strange Ways Here yes. We Come. Again, I'd had that and I couldn't find it. So I got, I got, a, but I did get a repress of that. So you'll be proud of me, right? For Just buying spending. records that you lost. For, yeah, basically. Well, I know it, it's one of those weird things, right? You know, you had it in your collection, but suddenly you can't find it. So either I lent it to somebody and never mm. got it back. It's so long ago, you can't remember. Right. No, throughout the years. Yeah, fucking hell. It's a long time, right? Um, so anyway. Luckily, luckily, nobody nobody I know has record player anymore, hardly, so it's not really a big issue, right? Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, so that means even it's probably, it's getting been, more. probably getting been thrown in the again. dumpster or something, you know? That's even more yeah. annoying. So anyway, that's that. That's what I've bought. Um, and this Saturday, Record Store Day. Yep. So. I got uh, the only thing that I've got since I got home from vacation. Cause I think I mentioned that I got the meth rats and the new, new, <clears throat> new rocket union record. I couldn't think of the name for a second. New rocket union, um, yeah. and I got what other, and I bought that CLC repress. So was on vacation. Oh, I got the, uh, the, uh, soon to be released, uh, the new drowns. Oh, yeah, the EP is it's an EP, right? So it's a 12, uh, 12 inch. Yeah. Six song, 12 inch. Okay. Wow. Which I think we're going to see a lot more of that. Well, I, I think this is too much music to put on a 7-inch probably. But because, you know, we've been hearing the 7-inch are so expensive, I think we're going to see a lot of the 12-inch EP. You know, I think that's going to be something we see more of. So you do have which, this? You do have this or you're waiting for this? I got it. I listened to it one time so far. Mm, How do you like it? I like it. It's different. Hmm. A couple of the songs are kind of what, what you expect and some of them aren't. But uh I dig it. It's just, it's different. It's going to take a little getting used to, I think. Is it that weird funky color vinyl? Didn't they put like a red, white, and blue I, vinyl or something? I got black, okay. um, but it's, it kind of reminds me of like the MC5 or something almost. It's very, but it's more glittery. It's definitely, it's definitely got that kind of glam influence. Again, it's got an early but, 70s edge to it, huh? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been buying like crazy, honestly. We haven't really been doing much record collecting talk lately, but I've, my drug, addiction to it has not gotten any better so as a matter of fact as a matter of fact when you're in chicago shoot me a picture of the uh, merch page and i'll uh, or sh- the merch tables i'll paypal you whatever okay <laughs> we'll do I, I would really really like a copy of that ravagers record okay i don't know that i have the Susie moon record already the new both of them and i think that i don't know that the poison boys put out vinyl i, I can't find the new record no, he said he like said. No, when we interviewed him, um, I, because of vinyl shortages or whatever, no, or the, yeah, it's going to be like late this summer, I think, when it actually okay. hits the when actually the vinyl actually hits the stores. And the first album is on vinyl. I I have the first one. Do you? Okay. Yeah. 
I have all the singles too. If they have that, maybe I'll have to do that too. But I definitely, like I said, I definitely want that Ravager's record. They have a bunch of they have a bunch of forty fives as well. The Poison Boys, yeah, like four or five. I've been been listening to the Ravagers uh, at work quite a bit, man. I really, that's really, I really dig that record, the new record. Yeah, it's a good record. Yeah, it's good. I was listening to it today. I should, uh, I should probably review it for them. Yeah, they would appreciate that. I'm sure it's good. Yeah. I've been uh, I've been sort of now that I'm out from under the thumb of punk news I've been sort of feeling inspired again I've been actually writing pretty regularly again. Yeah, I see that you re- 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 reviewed a book last week I saw. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, that was just on our page. Ah, okay, gotcha. Um, that just, that's exclusive. That's exclusive content for the Punk Die Day Facebook page. Yeah, you guys should join it so you get exclusive content exactly. like that. Exclusive. Yeah. Exclusive content of me doing a book report, slagging my heroes. Here you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, and talking right. talking to the Ravagers real fast. Song, hold on, hold on. Oh, it's, oh, Alex, you, ha- you want to play another song and then we'll talk about record today? Uh, yeah, it's Alex ha- Alex Hagen's birthday today, I believe, from the Ravagers. Oh, it? Yeah, happy so birthday, just Alex. wanted to say happy birthday, Alex. They uh, should be on the road right now, right? I think they're playing Detroit tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, they're on the road. Yeah, I think they I play think no. they're in Indy on Saturday. Yeah, I think they're in Cleveland tonight. I think I saw. Nice. Yeah. But anyway, the yeah, by, the mistake by the lake, as we like to call it. It's your turn. Do you want to play a song? Yes. Once again, this song has absolutely nothing to do with anything, but I don't think we play this band enough. This is The Exploited. Let's start a war. The key to peace is in the hands of the government. Britain's latest peace proposals have been rejected. The government intends to run escalated military action.
Vigo, exploited, let's start a war. Now, why did you pick that one? All the exploited songs you could have picked, why do you... Anything to do with the Ukraine situation there, Tom? You're being politically I know, I uh, active? I don't know. I was just feeling it. I usually... Like, you, you kind of have a loose theme for your songs. I usually try to do that, but I just don't have one tonight. I don't know, and it was kind of... You know, we were talking about how busy we've been, so we're kind of just sandwiching everything in, and I just didn't... I was so busy at work, I just didn't have time to pick out some songs, so I kind of threw something together last minute. I see, I see. Okay. So I just pick songs I like that have nothing to do with anything. Now, which which record is that from? And you have it. It's from the Let's Start a War record. Oh, it is. Well, Let's Start a War said Maggie one day, right? Right. Yeah. I have it on. I have it on CD. I do not have it on vinyl. It's funny because I. So are you are you an exploitative fan or not particularly? I like the first couple of albums and I like some of the early singles. I didn't like it when they started getting too metal. So this this is this is definitely the transition period record. So the first two were what uh, Punk's Not Dead and Troops of Tomorrow. Right. Yep. And then the next two were Horror Epics and Let's Start a War or something. I think those are the, I think those are the next two. And that's actually where I started getting into them. So I kind of had to go back to the early punk stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they put out a couple of records later, like Beat the Bastard and Fuck the System, which were almost straight up like speed metal. They were okay, but they weren't they weren't amazing. Yeah. But I really like that. I really like that middle era. I like horror epics and I like Let's Start a War. I like those records a lot. Yeah, Let's Start a War is eighty three. Horror Epics eighty five. Yeah, it's interesting so. as well when you when you see a band like this, and basically every record is on a different label. You figure they had to be kind of difficult to work with, right? Well, <laughs> or yeah. something. I doubt they were, they were exactly a cash cow. Yeah, well, they always do all right though, right? Well, I mean, if they can tour, I mean, the dudes, uh, Lottie's had heart issues forever. Yeah, right? yeah, numerous heart attacks. I think, yeah. So anyway, you want to talk about record store? Uh, yeah. So well, um. I'm actually going to go with it. I'm actually going to drive. It's supposed to be 80 degrees on Saturday. I saw that. Dude, it was snowing yesterday. Yep, snowing yesterday, 80 degrees Saturday, and then it's going to be in the 40s again the following week. So it's insane, but there you go. Um, so I'm not opening the pool next week is what you're saying? I don't think so. And if you do, you're going to be very cold. Um, mm. So I'm going to drive up to Siren Records, I think. Because I think Alan, oh, yeah, Alan's going to be up there, I think, and they're having a band and stuff. So I think I'm going to drive up to Siren and see what they got. Um, this one is much better than the one last year, I have to say. Uh, there's quite a few things I b- would be semi-interested in, but there's two records in particular I'm going up to try and buy. Which two are those? Um, there's an Ultravox Live from like from the Rainbow in like '78. Uh, which okay. should be good. It's got some tracks that were never released before. By the original Ultravox, this is Ultravox with the exclamation point when John Fox was singing. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. The real Ultravox. The real Ultravox, yeah, before Midgeo fucked him up. And um, and then, I'd, we've never talked about Jonathan Richmond and the Modern Lovers, right? Um, Not really. Uh, I mean, the only song I... That's like, he's saying the original version of Pablo Picasso, right? Yeah, and Roadrunner. Those are the two he's probably most famous oh, for, right? Yeah, I mean, because the Pistols covered Roadrunner, and, you know, it's a 75, I think. Um, but he had, you know, he's uh, kind of whimsical, kind of just, I know, I just really like Jonathan Richmond. I just think he's really, uh, there was no one like him, a real individual, right? So anyway, he's having one of his early albums, uh, 88, I believe it's called, uh, re- re- uh, released on, on Record Store Day, so I'm going to... It's called 88? Yep. When did it come out? Like yep. 78. Um, I, you know, I, I assume it came out in 88, but I don't know that for 100% fact. Um, I mean, that wouldn't see. have been one of his early records then, would it? Uh, I mean, well, they were like early 70s, weren't they? They were, yeah. I mean, Jonathan Richmond, The Modern Lovers was uh, 74. 
four, I believe. Um, mm. Yeah. John's Regiment Model Lovers. Let's see. Yeah, the first album came out in like 76, I believe, which is why they got rolled in with a lot of the punk stuff, right? Um, mm. Yeah, this one was Modern Lovers 88. Came out in 87, so there you go. <laughs> There you go. Wow. Just just enough to keep people confused. Yeah. So anyway, I'm looking forward to, to getting that. So it's got some they, great songs on it. Do you know that he's going to have those? Uh, I don't. And if I didn't get them, I wouldn't be heartbroken. But those are the two that I would be most looking for. Um, I would assume you would be most interested in that Ramon's box set, right? I, while I was sitting here with you talking... I got a text from my buddy at the record store and said that they they are going to have one. I don't believe there's any kind of holds or anything, so I'm going to say that I have to go wait in line like everybody else. But They're only getting we'll one? No, no, they're getting a bunch of them. Okay, I was going to say. The thing, thing is that that one is kind of price prohibitive where it's not like... It's not like buying a twenty dollar record. It's you know it's one hundred fifty bucks. Right, right. It's now what is it? Remind me again. It's like seven so albums, the seven six, of the later it's albums. Six LPs, okay. and it's a, a rarities album. So it's kind of that so mid, get, that mid period stuff, right? Yeah, it's funny because yeah, there's no well, I think Too Tough to Die is a great album all the way through, but it's yeah, it's the it's the the sixth album, so it's like Pleasant Dreams. Uh, it's all the way through Brain Drain. Okay. Uh, Animal Boy, Too Tough to Die, uh, sub, uh, Subterranean Jungle, that kind of stuff. So it's those six LPs, yeah, and then an LP of bonus stuff, which would be interesting because, you know, all that early bonus stuff, Ramon stuff is out there, Slug, you know, everybody knows Slug and all yeah, that stuff. Right. But you don't really, I don't really know of many outtakes from that era, you know, from the later era. So it would be, it'd be interesting. Did they do CD? So, did, did, did they do those Rhino CD re-releases of those things with all the extra I tracks and stuff? I think they got through Too Tough to Die. Okay. But I don't think they ever did, like, Brain Drain. And, well, it would be interesting, too, because after Too Tough to Die, there was a really – the sound of the albums changed quite a bit. Right. Because, like, I, I really like Brain Drain. I really like the album. I know a lot of people think I'm crazy, but I really no, like it's the album. No, it's got some great songs on it, man. But Brain Drain's got some killer songs. very clunky. It yeah. has, like, a metal type of production. It does, yeah. So I don't know if that'll be improved a little bit when they – when they I, I, don't, I don't know what to expect. But, you know, so I have the first five have been reissued. I have the first five on vinyl, all the – like, the Rhino reissues. They do a really nice job with them. So that'll get me to – that'll get me up to Mondo Bizarro, mm-hmm. the box that will. Which I love Mondo Bizarro too. I actually think that was a pretty good sounding later record. Um, so yeah, that would just leave me the last three if you include the covers album, which I know you don't count. No, I don't count that one. So yeah, I'm, I have all of these. Which OG. the covers album, ironically, there's lots of boots of it floating around right now. It's not that hard to get. I see it all over the place. Hmm. Some Russian, you know, Russian. Some Russian people booting all that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have all those OG, so I don't need any of those, which is why I'm not going to get that box set. There's one other thing that I won't mention because I don't want to jinx it that I might buy for the lovely Mrs. Trauma. Oh, interesting. Yes. Was it a Wham box set or something? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so you can sing George Michael to her? Well, I saw they're doing like an ABBA box set of like all their studio albums or something. I'm like, ugh. Wow. Which, I think it's 10 or something like that. It's crazy. So you got to be big dollar. No thanks. And again, this is one of the reasons why your local small punk band can't get any vinyl released. Because ABBA is doing a 10-album a ten reissue of all the stuff that originally came out in vinyl anyway. 
Well, so. that's why I'm so impressed. I've gotten some records from some of these small bands that are kind of we're friendly with, and and like that Meth Rats record. I, I like I said, our, I, my buddy and just my buddy Justin in uh, Baltimore bought it for me and sent it. But and actually, Chris from Good Men Doing Nothing. I'll give a shout out to our boys in Good Men Doing Nothing in Baltimore. We played them before, but uh, that record is so beautiful. It's like man, and they really did a nice job with it. So they must. So they're they're still doing it. Bands are still doing it. Mm-hmm. And that uh, same thing with that new Rocket Union man. It's a nice like orange vinyl. I mean, they did a really nice, real nice package on it. So now maybe they're already sick of it and they already have a new album written. But right, yeah, they actually probably wrote it two it. years ago or something. Yeah, yeah. There's bands out there doing it. Yeah, man. Brain Drain's got Palisades Park, and I love that cover. I think that's a fantastic. I think that's. I think that's a really good album. Actually, the cover well, is. I mean. Pet Cemetery is a Stone Cold classic, right? Yeah, Pet Cemetery, Palisades um, Park, uh, Don't Bust My Chops, Zero I Zero UFO. In, I, be, I believe in miracles. It's amazing song. Yeah, I mean, it's man. T- I tell you what, it's it's good. It's good start to finish. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. I, I seem to have that arranged. So, um, so I won't be waiting in line at seven a.m. or something stupid like that. But I'm. Uh, I kind of have plans to hang out with my wife all day on Saturday because we haven't had much quality time. Unfortunately for her, our quality time has to begin with a quick stop at the record shop. So, well, you just went on vacation with her for a week. What more does she want? God sakes, man. Yeah, it turns out that wasn't that quality of time. The kids were with us. <laughs> you were passed out on the beach at an empty with fucking empty PBR cans scattered around you. Uh, it wasn't even that. It was just you know, whenever kids are involved, there's oh, always sure. a little stress. Yeah, I get it. You know, yeah, I get it. But it, it was good. It was fun. Yeah. Um, anyway, so. So you are going to Siren. That's great, man. I'm yep. glad to hear that. I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, so we'll go up to Siren, might meet Rick, and then go across the bar, across the street after we're oh, done shopping go. and stuff. So, yeah, we'll see what uh, we'll see what Bill has to say for himself. So I would, I would uh, like to, you know, the, the the store that I go to used to have the most amazing record store. They'd have bands. It's a big store, you know. They'd have bands. They'd have a keg of beer, pizza. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. They, I, I actually asked him. I said, "We can do that again this year." He's like, "Yeah, I think we're gonna hold back a little bit again this year." Now the other record store, that giant one that I took you to in yes, the suburbs, that massive one, yeah. They are having bands all day. Hmm. So, boy, but I went over there the other day, and I gotta tell you, yes, I was looking around, and I just couldn't find anything I wanted. And like some of the records are going for just like regular records are going for like forty dollars. Wow. The prices of these things are getting out of control. Yeah, it's, that was uh, that place was crazy big, so big. You had to have a, you know, you had to have something in mind that you were actually physically looking yeah. for because browsing was just impossible. Well, there. They, I mean, their their dollar section is bigger than most record stores. Yeah, there's a lot of that in the back. Is just like dollar. I mean, you can find crazy records, like, you know, like the Pope on record, or like Jimmy Carter giving a speech or something like that. You know, and who doesn't want that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Eagles live. Who wants that? I mean, I'd rather listen to Jimmy Carter. <laughs> so yeah, so. Um, Siren has a band called Dead Rest playing, I guess, at, mm. two, at 2 p.m. I don't know them, but there we go. Dead Rest. Let's see if I can find well, anything. I hope they're metal. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, well, at 2 o'clock, I mean, that's pretty late in the day. I assume they're going to be open by 9, 10 o'clock. Actually, 8, I think, they open. I think uh, the line starts at, uh, yeah. Do they have, I mean, does, I mean, that's kind of out of the sticks. Does Do they have... I don't know. Huh. Maybe it's the big. Okay, so Dead Rest has a song on a Rad Girlfriend compilation. So there we go. That's, oh, that's cool. That's so that must be a punk rock band. Yeah. That's cool. um, and he told me that uh, Ramon's thing, what did he say? Made 14,000? 14, yeah, it's like 10,000 or 15,000. Yeah. yeah. It's not rare. It's not going to be rare. So there's 1,400 record store day stores. So everyone who ordered might get 10. 
Well, so, it'll be yeah. interesting to see if yeah, how much they're going for the next day. Yep. Because yep. I hate that. I don't. I'm not a flipper. I, I'm not a. I've had opportunity to do that. I'm not a flipper. I don't. I don't do it. But I. Uh, yeah. So don't be a scum. Don't be a flipper. All right. Well, I'm gonna now. I'm gonna play another song that probably should have been re-released on Record Store Day, but it never will. Uh, because Fleetwood Mac rumors. Yes. This is a single by a band called The Valves, who were a short-lived punk rock band from Edinburgh, Scotland. And I've heard of it. Uh, this is their. <laughs> this is their. From uh, Scotland, not the band. Yeah, I was gonna say. This is their first single. Uh, this is the A side. It's called For Adolfs Only. And of course, it's about Adolf Hitler. So there you go. Um, so yeah, the valves for Adolfs Only from 1977. Ice Fire Drive Fear! Well, I got my uniform. I'm okay. I can do the two step any day. Pick up my guitar, throw in my gun. I'm a 1977 rock and roll horns. A-D-O-L-M-P-A. 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 Elephant's a piss artist. Okay. 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 Okay.
I have that first big country album. It's I a great it, like, album. An, That's a great I album. I bought it like man. an antique store. It's a fantastic album. That. It's cool. And I have this single too, the big country single. Big country. Big yep, country. In a big country. Yep. Yeah, in a big country. Dreams right. stay with you. Like a lover's voice on the mountainside. Yeah. So pretentious. <laughs> stay alive, Tom. Stay alive. <laughs> I'm trying. Um, what else? Uh, Record Store Day. Uh, yeah, it's going to be Saturday. Man, it's going to be a busy weekend for me. Got that on Saturday yeah. and got that show on Sunday. Yes. Might like go I said, to, I'm, je- I'm jealous. Might go to the, uh, I think I might go to that pie shop beforehand. Pleasant House Pub. Have a, have a, pie, uh, and yes. have a pie and a pint before going to the show and, uh, and greeting the bands and seeing if, uh, seeing if they recognize us and stuff. That'll be good. No, yeah, oh, so I know what I wanted to say. Because there is a strength in numbers. Like, if we're both there. Yes, our, 100%. Like, like, it's easy. The people are able to put the two of us together usually. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I know what I wanted to say. So there's three uh, reasonably big tours coming through this summer. And I wanted to get your take on them. And if you would, yeah. uh, if I'm sure they're hitting Detroit too, or close to you. So I wondered if you thought of going. So the first one is... Um, this is a weird bill, man, and I probably won't go, but I should because Tiger Army is on it. Um, Flogging Molly, The Interrupters, Tiger Army, and The Skints um, are playing. They're playing in See, Chicago like with that, the Aragon. I feel like that is doing Detroit, but I'm not positive on that. Yeah, that's mid-June. Um, but you got to remember, for, for me, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much the same distance from Detroit to Chicago, so it's not like... Even if it's coming to Michigan, it's not like if it was coming to Grand Rapids, I would go see it. I go, I go see almost anything locally. I'm only yeah. 15, 20 minutes from downtown, you know. Yeah. But uh, they're talking about building a big outdoor venue in the city, hmm. so maybe at some point we will be able to get shows like this. But I'm looking for the individual shows. See, and for this one, I, Flogging Molly, I've seen. I really, I've kind of lost touch with them. And I, once you've seen, see, one I of think those... Flogging Molly, I've seen them a bunch of times. Yeah. But I, I don't, you know, they're they're not. They're they're a draw for me, but they're not like a to move heaven and earth draw. Yeah, the interrupters I could care less ever seeing them again. Uh, but Tiger yeah, Army, obviously, cool. Tiger Army, one of my favorite bands. So, but I don't know if I want to go pay whatever that's going to cost sixty bucks, whatever it is, to go and see Tiger Army play for twenty minutes. You know what I mean? I so they're playing on six eighteen. They're playing in Meadowbrook Theater, which is like a one of those outdoor hilly kind of things. Mm-hmm. But it's not like one of the giant ones. It probably holds maybe eight or 10,000 people. So that's the night after they play Chicago. And then Chicago yeah. playing the Aragon, which is 4,000. So No, they're playing the Skyline Bank. Oh, no, Skyline Bank, Aragon Ballroom. Boy, yep. that's got a real ring to it. Yeah, that's it. they've just done, had that sponsorship done. Yeah, Hopefully they'll do oh, some work so on the building stupid. with that with that sponsorship, huh? Maybe. But yeah, so in Detroit they're playing out, out an outdoor place, which I, you know, it, honestly, I like. I'm, I could take my wife to that. That could be fun. Yeah. That's my, I don't that know if we will, but we could. Well, the skints, now the skints that are opening the bill, they are what the interrupters should be. So the skints are from London, and they're like a, a uh, old school ska type more reggae band, and they, but they do it oh, very, very, but they do it very, very well, and that's what the I mean. The Interrupters are like the fake version of that, whereas the Skins are pretty legit. Well, the Interrupters are basically like Rancid with a woman singing, right? Or or like uh, or even the more a cross pop. between like yeah. Rancid and Operation Ivy with a girl singing. Yeah, exactly. That's they're not, true. and they're not bad. You know, I kind of hate to slag them, but I've seen them like three times without trying, and they don't really. Their shows always the same. 
and it's, it's I, I don't know. It's almost too polished. They're, I mean, well, they're kind of put that's together. That's it. That's it. It seems too manufactured. It seems brothers, too manufactured. Think, like triplets, right? Yep. Or something. Yep. Three yeah. three brothers and uh, and then what's the name? And, Amy Amy bad, Interrupter. So I, do, I do feel kind of bad. Like I said, I feel kind of bad ragging on them. Like, like if they're open for somebody else, I gladly go see them. But I don't think they've reached any kind of co-headlining status at this point, right? Well, Which when appears I, to be what this tour is. When I saw them, last time I went to the House of Blues in Chicago, they were headlining and the place was packed. And a lot of kids there. Like they, they seem very manufactured to me and very geared towards that kind of audience. So anyway, huh. that's the first one. Um, then in July, we got the Psychedelic Furs with X, which I find is an interesting bill. Um, that is an interesting bill. Now, I would, t- I have never seen the psychedelic furs. I would totally go to that. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. And, and it's but, and it's funny. I saw the psychedelic. Thing. I say I'll totally go to it. But if it's in in a Wednesday night in Detroit or a Wednesday night in Chicago, yeah, I'm probably not going to. It, yeah, it's, again, it's at the Aragon in Chicago, which seems too big to me for the for the psychedelic furs. I saw them free in Skokie five six years ago to win the Taste of Skokie Fest or whatever. <laughs> so. <laughs> Forever will be known as the Taste of Skokie Fest. I don't know how I got that in my brain. Skokie Backyard Bash, I think, is what it's called. But um, backwards bash, back 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 backyard bash, or something like that. I don't know. Um, but I have, and, and then I originally saw them at the Hacienda in Manchester, that famous club. I saw the psychedelic first in like '85 or something. Um, but yeah, I can't so find the individual dates. I'm looking for the individual dates. It's an interesting bill that with X, right? So that that could be a good one. See, now that's more of a theater show, though, right? I mean, yeah. they're not playing like the big outdoor shacks or hockey rinks or something. Well, like I say, in Chicago, they're playing the Aragon, which almost seems too big. The Vic would be perfect for that show, in my mind. So how 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 many people's the Aragon? Four thousand. Vic holds what? What do we figure? Like two thousand or something? No, the Aragon's four four thousand. Okay. Probably two thousand oh. downstairs, two thousand upstairs. I would imagine something like that. Let's see where they're playing in Detroit. See what kind of draw. I see. I think they're like a. I swear they're like a Royal Oak Music Theater band, like a two thousand band. Like you're saying, like the Vic. That's what they seems like it should be. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. That they should be playing. Oh, they're playing Royal Oak Music Theater. Yeah, Royal Oak Music Hall. They're playing on July twenty fourth. I have no idea what day that is. Yes, the night after Chicago again. Yeah. July twenty fourth. Let me see. It's such a pain. Detroit doesn't have like a big hotel infrastructure like Chicago. It's actually kind of a pain in the neck. It's a Sunday night. Oh, so Chicago oh, Saturday, okay. I might not be so bad. That's a that's a maybe. They're both maybes. Yeah. They're both. I mean, honestly, they're probably not, but they're both. I mean, I'm not ruling either of them out. I'd probably rather see that one because I've never seen Psychedelic first. And, and the, all, the club they're playing is much better than an outdoor. Well, I don't know. I do have a certain amount of nostalgia for those big outdoor places because I used to go to those pretty regularly when I was a youngster. Yeah. What's the what third mean. one, Neil? Third one is Blondie. With the damned. See, this is very intriguing. That's to me. in August. That's the end of August. This is very intriguing to me, but there's two things I don't like about it. A, they're doing the bands are doing all kinds of COVID stuff, protocol stuff. Ah, okay. At behest of the bands, and the other thing is, boy, the place they're playing in Detroit. I mean, it's got to be. It's very fancy. Yeah, same with Chicago. They're playing the Chicago Theater, which is. I gotta think it's hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, fifteen dollar beers. So I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued by that bill, but once again, boy, Debbie Harry is so freaking old at this point, right? Well, the last few Blondie albums have been unlistenable. They've been fucking dreadful. So I haven't even tried, honestly. So um, I, I mean, I love the early stuff. All of the first four albums are untouchable. They're great, but uh, the latest, the new stuff has been terrible. 
but you know the damned that's a i mean you raved well, about how great. how great they were, they were great. at yeah. house of blues so I'd be... but by the same token they're doing an opening set now so they're probably doing like 45 minutes maybe i don't know, maybe a little i don't i don't know. yeah so i don't they know they played a good long set you probably too long for you when i saw that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like those long sets uh, but so... if you have a deep enough catalog you can pull it off right oh yeah for sure for sure for sure yeah um so all three of those I'm kind of interested in, but there's reasons not to go on all three of them as well, right? Pretty much. I don't know that I'll get to any of them, but yeah, we'll see. I'm kind of waiting. You know, I got to kind of start putting pieces together for the summer. Well, plus you got T1 Fest to come in for the, for the uh, for our boys, Capcom Heroes. At the I would end love of, to make uh, that work too. So yeah, that's the end. The first week in June, I believe that is right. That is the second weekend in June. The first weekend in June is my kids' graduation party. That's the following weekend. The problem is I got all that. I got all these his friends graduating. So there's a lot of or all the. I do have some commitments, but I think I'm gonna. Tr- we're gonna. We really need to make that work. So. Okay. So all right, I'll tell you what. I need you to play one more song. Okay. I am. I'm gonna go pee really quick because I'm dying. Okay. And then you play another obscure nugget, and then we'll come back and we'll do a little best of spam. We'll do. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. So this next track is um, another obscureish band called the Art Attacks. Not Heart Attacks. Art Attacks. And. Um, this was their first single from 1978, and this is one is called I Am a Dalek, which if you're a Doctor Who fan, you'll know what a Dalek is. So, uh, yeah, and you recognize the cover if you ever see it, because it's got like a skull with weird eyes, like flowers for eyes. Um, great cover, um, great song. So, yeah, Art Attacks, I Am a Dalek. <laughs>
All right, there you had it. That was the Art Attacks with I Am a Dalek. And, uh, and yeah, so I've actually enjoyed digging out some of these pretty obscure ones. I mean, to some, some of you, they might not be that obscure. You might have heard some of these before and compilations and stuff, like I, like I say. But uh, I think to most of you, you won't have heard these songs before. And that was what was so great about the early punk years. Because even though, you know, there was The Clash, there was Buzzcocks, all the bands everyone's heard. But then there was all these smaller bands that were just coming up. And uh, they released one or two singles and then they'd fade back into obscurity again. And uh, But they would leave behind some great songs that these days, unfortunately, are very difficult to get. Because they'd normally be on very small labels, right? So. Yeah, they probably made 500 or 1,000 of them or something. Yeah, so try and look up some of these. Like that Art Attacks one I just played. I think that original single goes for maybe a couple of hundred or something like that, if you can find it. I wonder how that'll play out in the future, you know, because sometimes, I guess now we, they're making even smaller quantities of this stuff. You know, I order some, right. something from Mom's Basement or something. They do like two or three hundred of them. Right. And then you see them, the price immediately spikes up. But will it will it stay that way? I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, I think there's all, and for the collector value as well, right? There's a lot of this nostalgia thing for people my age. Or older yeah. who might have had it, you know, but once 40 you do years about ago. Forty, the nostalgia train really kicks in, right? Because it's yeah, and you have uh, more, and you have to feel your own mortality or whatever, and you have more money too. True. So I mean, it's the same thing with skateboard decks. I mean, that's why skateboard deck collecting from the '80s and stuff has become such a huge and profitable thing because, you know, um, people remember the first decks they had back in the '80s when they when their lives were free yeah. and easy, and uh, they want to buy them again now. And they might have the five thousand dollars it takes to buy a Ooh. you know a Tony Hawk uh, you know bird claw or whatever or you know well or pay a hundred dollars to sit halfway back to see Blondie. <laughs> Exactly. Now, um, I did. I believe that if you're sitting halfway back, Debbie Harry is still is just smoking hot. Uh, no, I saw I saw Blondie actually about 15 years ago, and mm. um, it was not great. Maybe it was more than 15 years ago. I don't. I don't remember. But it was. Uh, I saw my I saw my Riot Fest maybe like eight years ago. Yeah, I mean, she might. It might be better now. I think it was of when the it was band daylight. Yeah. Which I always hate. I mean, it was by the band that just reformed, I think, when I saw them. So it wasn't even like a, mic, a a settled lineup or anything, but it was just not particularly impressive. She hardly moved, and uh, she looked very uncomfortable on stage. So, so oh, she's got to be like mid seventies now, right? Uh, t- I don't know. No, maybe mid sixties. Bet... Maybe mid sixties. No, no, no. You don't she's think so? Definitely in her seventies. Hmm. Well, she, right. well, she still looks pretty damn good if she's in her mid seventies. Holy shit. Those those seventy shots, or she was a real firecracker, man. Let me see. Yeah. Dang it! It put me to Facebook. I don't want Facebook. I want Wikipedia. Do do do. Nineteen forty-five. She was born. So fifty-five. Holy shit! Yeah, she's seven, like seventy-eight. Seventy-seven. Holy shit! Wow, that's so punk rock, dude. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Who's older, her or Charlie Harper? I guess that's the question, right? It's gotta be close. Yeah. Charlie's in the seventies, maybe seventy-five. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Hard to tell. He's a he's an immortal, Charlie Harper. Indeed, he is. He's a man. He doesn't age. I'm an age. <laughs> uh, why can't I? F- anyway, why can't I find Charlie Harper for God's sakes? Oh, because he's because I mis- never really exists. Because I misspelled it. That's probably why. Because I'm an idiot. Huh. Tricky one. What is it? Oh, he's older. Charlie Harper is a year older. 44, huh? Yep, 25th of May, 
Holy shit, he was born during, not, the, during the Second World War. How was that? I would say he's not even a baby boomer. He's like a greatest generation. Yeah, he is. Holy shit. He's, our, he's my grandparents' generation. Yeah, been performing since 64. But he rocks harder than my grandparents. Yeah. My grandparents rock at this point. They're going to break bones. A former so. hairdresser. There you go. Uh, really? Yeah, that's what it says. Wow, that's fabulous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. All right, so uh, play, you, pl- play your last song. Punktiedie77 at Gmail. Or of course, Punktiedie Podcast on Facebook. We got some interesting things coming up, I think. Neil's headed to some very uh, delicate negotiations later today. That's a big, big <laughs> oh, professional yeah, I do. things coming up. Yeah, I get a haircut and some negotiations, so, yeah. So, yeah, so we're going to. We're gonna see. We might have some new stuff on the horizon, which could be could be cool. We we'll give it, you know, we're kind of open minded. We'll give it a whirl. Yep. So, and uh, yeah, so I'm gonna, so I'm, I'm actually gonna play a band from Chicago for my best of spam. I got the, they sent us, they emailed us, and I've seen it on Facebook. And I really don't know this group super well, but they're called Voice of Addiction, and they're from Chicago. And you said you didn't think you'd seen them either, but they've been around for quite a while now. So anyway, they, I'm gonna play their new single. It's a little long. Which is not my favorite thing, but <laughs> okay. it seems like a pretty cool song, and it's called Shinigami. Shinigami. Any idea what this Shinigami. means? What, what what's, what's that about? I, I, I don't know what that means. I hope it's not some kind of Asian appropriation or something. Oh, I'm sure it is. Because I don't want to have to give a fake apology about something I'm sorry about. <laughs> Dude, if that's the only thing we got to apologize for, I, I, that would be pretty low well, down on the list, right? I do feel like our last episode with our pals from Doc Rotten was, it was, I think it was very funny. I laughed, but there was definitely, like I said, I don't think there was any people group who remained unscathed. Indeed. I would agree with you so there. We are, we are definitely equal opportunity destroyers. Yes. So anyway, this is Voice of Addiction from Chicago with their new hit single, Shinagami. Nobody thought I'd turn out like this I've had a lifetime to learn my lesson But I never quite got the message So I drive all night It's alright if I just make it out of here alive So when I fall down I pick myself up and I try not to tear myself up Every time that I die on the stage Trying to break up my cage Pretending that I'm still half my age Most of it Shit I got me Will I make it through another day?
All right, Voice of Addiction there with uh, Shinigami. And that was Tom's Best of Spam for this week. Best of Spam. Yep. So uh, I think uh, I think we've come to the end of the show, my friend. I've got to get ready to go out and do the do the business. Is what I've got. I'm to already do. feeling sort of already feeling sort of dirty contemplating the next show. I feel like I need a shower before and after. Indeed, I think that's probably. As we a... do another another dirty show, our third our third dirty show. Because as as much as we pick dirty songs, the ones the listeners suggest really make me feel dirty. Yeah, indeed. Um, yeah. So that's so, going to be something to look forward to. It will be 169. Yes. So anyway. Um, Neil and I will tell some Randy stories from our past. <laughs> will we? Holy shit. I don't know. Maybe probably. I mean, we do it normally without <laughs> thinking about it. So I'm sure we can come up with something. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. You know, everybody, everybody has their Pee Wee Herman moment. I've never been caught enough anyway. in a movie theater. I don't know about you, but anyway. Um, well, listen, you said you had a busy week. Yes. <laughs> Shinigami try, appears to, to be. I'm looking at the single cover for this uh, Voice of Addiction thing, and Shinigami looks like is it is it Japanese for like the Grim Reaper or something? Because it's got the Grim Reaper on it on a skateboard. It's like a cartoon picture. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Chasing don't a know. Sca- chasing a. So maybe that's what Shinigami is. Anyway, okay. Well, thank you for Listen, listening, everybody. Thank you for listening. Yep. Yes, we will. We will talk to you soon. I'm sure. Yep. So uh, prepare yourself. Take a shower. Yep. Get ready for, for 169. And uh, stay free. And for once, our listeners should be ashamed of themselves instead of us right now. Indeed. So, yeah, they they get the blame this time, not us. Don't be blaming us for for stuff. So, yeah, stay free. Keep a little mark in your heart. And uh, And we shall smell you next time. Smell you later, everybody. Bye-bye.